You're listening to News Radio KMAN. Now back to the game with Mitch Fortner, David G, and Troy Coverdale. It's a short hour to the game after work. Mitch Fortner, that's me. Troy Coverdale, he's Hi. over there. And Travion Brooklyn. Travion, take a guess of what Troy and I were doing during the break. Uh, watching that John Travolta video? Not John Travolta, but we were watching. Uh, Troy was listening. I was watching Elton John on Soul Train. Nice. Not only did he sing Philadelphia Freedom, but also Benny and the Jets. And okay. nailed both of them live. Yeah, he yeah because usually on Soul Train it was just lip syncing playback mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. and the Jackson Five also they always did it live did they but Elton of course yeah he did his vocals live but it was awesome watching the people in the backgrounds dancing well, during, those guys were masters back then. well okay so during Philadelphia Freedom there was a gentleman in just uh, overalls no shirt just wearing the overalls. And like every so often, he kind of like just uh, bring uh, bring out the imaginary lasso and start <laughs> spinning it over his head. See, I saw you doing that, and I was like, "They must be talking about the rodeo or something." <laughs> uh, no, no, not exactly. No. And then during Benny and the Jets, all of a sudden, the guy in the background just hits the robot, just starts doing the robot. <laughs> I was like, you know, I know the robot is a classic dance move, but I probably wouldn't do it to Benny and the Jets. Can you imagine what? Those shows, Soul Train, American Bandstand, would be like now if the folks appearing on them as dancers had their cell phones and were getting text messages as they are, or <laughs> messenger items or WhatsApp or whatever messages as they're on TV. Probably hey, be allowed to bring them in. You're on screen, man. It'd be frightening. It would completely change the, well, the it, it's probably, well, spontaneity. But was was Soul Train live? Yes. At the start. Became a tape show later. Well, I'm sure they're probably telling their friends, hey, watch Soul Train. Well, I'm yeah. going to be on it. Yeah. I mean, there's a whole list on the discussion of Bandstand in Philadelphia where it started. Uh, a whole list of who their dancers were that essentially became local celebrities. And it's... Interesting to see. Troy, did you know we have Royals baseball on tonight? We do, we do. 5.30, that's when we're out. It's 20 minutes away from pregame coverage. The first pitch time from the Bronx, 6.05. Have you ever been to Yankee Stadium? Have not. I've been there a couple times. As a matter of fact, I saw the, the Royals play there back in 2012. It's a pretty sweet stadium. I still stand to – I I will still say that um, the best chocolate malt I've ever had was from a restaurant that's in left field of Yankee Stadium fantastic and i remember not it not being too expensive either but it's also the site where we'll see andrew benintendi mm-hmm. play for the new york yankees <laughs> not the kansas city royals and he's going to be leading off of and playing in left field of course the reason he's now playing for the yankees is there was a trade that went down and the trade was this andrew benintendi to the yankees the royals in return get three pitching prospects i okay so you have a lefty in tj sycama mm-hmm. okay who is rated the 19th ranked prospect for the yankees he is now the 12th for the royals uh you have another pitcher 
who actually pitched for Missouri in college in Beckway. 21st prospect for the Yankees. He's now 21st for the Royals. Mm-hmm. Uh, actually, flip that. Uh, Way is 12th for the Royals. There you go. Sikama is 21st for the Royals now. And then the other pitcher is Chandler uh, Champlin, and he's a righty, and he's now prospect number 30 for the Kansas City Royals. So I've heard the argument from both sides, basically, just from what I'm reading, the reaction from it, both from fans and from writers. Um, there are those that will try to beat up Dayton Moore at any turn, any way they can, for any reason. Dayton Moore is the worst GM in, in baseball. And then there are some like, oh, well, hey, this, is a, this isn't too bad. So I want to hear it from the expert. Troy Coverdale, who knows everything about baseball, knows everything about the Royals, <laughs> is going to tell us right now, was this a good trade or was it a bad trade? Because if you look at the prospect rankings, it seems like, God, we couldn't get anybody better than 12th. But when you dig into it and realize that you pulled away three guys that essentially are now in your top 30 prospects, that's a pretty good haul for a rental player, which is what Benintendi is for the Yankees. Uh, to be able to pull away three prospects like that is a solid move on the part of Piccolo and Dayton Moore. Um, the one I'm concerned about out of that grouping uh, the most is Sikama. And the fact that he comes in already at 24 and had injury issues last year that he missed all of the season because of a shoulder and has been limited this year because of injuries as well. And I'm a little concerned about what his health status is going to be going forward. If that is a guy who can uh, maintain his health enough to begin to move up the ladder, he's at high A right now. Uh, So, you know, you would think probably the Royals would like to put him at double A Northwest Arkansas to start uh, as just a, a spot for him to go, especially since they called Zerpa up from double a uh to get the start the other day way is a kid that i like uh in terms of that he's averaging a strikeout an inning right now he's out of northwest florida state college also though seeing most of his action at high a um but his opponents are only hitting 212 against him besides his strikeout per inning so a guy that can do some things, I think, when you uh, get to working with him. And then, to me, the guy that was kind of the throw-in to this was Champlin, who is right now just at straight single A and was the ninth-round pick in 2021 out of USC. So really, he is getting a feel for still pitching at that level. And uh, when you realize that, you know, this is just his first official year in the uh, in the uh, Yankee system and kind of working out the kinks, if you will, at the pro level, I think that he may be the guy that is the longest shot of the bunch, but yet may be the guy that in the end is the one who is able to develop the best out of them because of what his age is and his college experience. So the trade deadline is August 2nd, so we're five days away from the trade Mm -hmm. deadline. Mm -hmm. Uh, That's this coming Tuesday. And we've seen in years past, and we've complained about it, I mean, we're talking about years, you know, the Royals, 
mean, we're even contending. And we didn't see moves made at the trade deadline. Mm-hmm. And so do you feel like we could see another move made in the next five days? I really do believe so. I think Whit Merrifield's time with the team is limited at this point. The questions are going to be, what can you get for him, given what his batting average is this year? And how much does the entire uh, vaccine situation play a role going forward? With Benintendi, he's your lone all-star and batting three twenty one. The Yankees had a familiarity with him because of his time with the Red Sox on top of that. So that was an easy expectation and an easy deal to put together because the Yankees had interest. Merrifield, I'm not sure who is going to want him on the market right off the top of my head. Because at this point, you're looking at a guy who has scuffled all season hitting. And the thing with him is going to be flexibility. But it may be a point now where he's not going to be an everyday guy wherever he lands. He may be a guy, though, that gives them... uh, flexibility and and turns into a platoon guy um you know someone maybe that uh, a contender in the national league specifically is going to look towards as someone who can come on late in a game as a defensive replacement on the infield some of the little things that go into it i think uh make him an attractive possibility but the fact that his average has tailed off the way it has this year, I think, detracts from what the Royals probably could have gotten for him in the first place. Well, you mentioned the vaccine situation. Well, you remember what uh, what Merrifield, his comments were as the Royals didn't that's, send 10 players yeah, to Toronto. Yeah, and that's the uh, other thing at play here, too. Yeah. I think that that... <sighs> Sounds like he's willing to get it if he's playing for a team he gives a crap about. Well, there's that matter. But more importantly, I think that that uh, burned enough bridges in Kansas City I think that there's uh that frustration there and the franchise maybe looks at it and says okay maybe we are beyond our time that we should have uh should have looked to have dealt him there have been guys I know that have been pitching that the Royals should have been throwing him uh throwing him to the wolves if you will uh as as someone on the trade docket for the last three years this year probably is the best time to do it but you know, the guys were looking at it from let's turn him into prospects. He's not going to be a long term answer for you. His age is going to play a role now, 34, and what his hitting has done this year. So you're not going to get a great haul, whatever you do, or at least you don't think you will, in terms of if you're lucky enough to fleece someone. But honestly, if it's a team that's contending for a playoff spot right now, the likelihood of you fleecing anybody for a piece like Whit Merrifield is very low. All right, I wanted to squeeze this in as well. The Kansas City Chiefs have picked up a veteran defensive end to hopefully, according to for the Chiefs, add to their depth, um, and that is Carlos Dunlap. And they signed him to a one-year deal worth $8 million, and this is a guy who has 12 years uh, in the league. And he has 96 sacks, 117 tackles for loss, uh, 21 forced fumbles, nine fumble recoveries, three touchdowns in that career. There is a concern about his age. He's already in his 30s. Um, To me, that's not really an issue because he played 11 years, basically, 
for Cincinnati. And of course, the year he's the full season he's not with Cincinnati, uh, they make it to the Super Bowl. Tough luck there, I suppose. But now he's with a contender, of course, with the Kansas City Chiefs. But to me, this is a big pickup for them. There's value in that pickup mm-hmm. uh, because even though he had a tough start for Seattle, I mean, in the last six games he had of the season for Seattle, he had eight sacks in that time. So even at his age, he he has shown that he is still performing at a pretty strong level, even though he wasn't starting for Seattle in those last six games of the season. Plus, of course, you know, you have Frank Clark on one end, and on the other end, you're most likely going to see that rotation of Dunlap, who's going to who's going to be a great addition, in my opinion, and George Karloftis, first round pick at a Purdue. So I think that takes also a lot of pressure off mm-hmm. of George Karloftis. So I think Kansas City got a got a lot of value out of this one year pickup of veteran who is also who's had a great NFL career. He's been twice a Pro Bowl player as well. What it really I find intriguing about it is that Seattle turned down a four million dollar option on him for this coming season after he put up eight and a half sacks last year. Eight and a half sacks would have been second on the Chiefs roster last year. This guy still has it. This guy still has the the engine going and played very well. I don't know what the Seahawks were thinking letting a $4 million opportunity go like that. But credit the Chiefs getting the opportunity and getting him signed. Well, and another great reason why this is a, a fantastic pickup for the Chiefs, what you also remember from last year is how pitiful – that pass defense was, mm-hmm. and the blame doesn't always go on the secondary. The pass rush mm-hmm. was one of the worst in the NFL last year, 29th in the NFL last year in sacks. Now, they put some pressure on the quarterback, but they didn't get enough pressure. It was not consistent. Right. Part of that is keeping Frank Clark healthy. And if you're able to keep him healthy, now you add Dunlap to that mix – You've got two guys that are going to be able to seal things off and potentially help that rush have better timing than what it did last year. I mean, how many times can you count on third down the Kansas City Chiefs rush, the pass rush, Mm -hmm. just wasn't enough? Right. It was not up to par. Yeah. Never, Never did have a great consistent push. This is a way to do it. We will talk to Kansas City Chiefs. The voice of the Kansas City Chiefs, Mitch Holt, is coming up this Wednesday. It'll be his first report from training camp. We are looking forward to that. We'll definitely ask him about Carlos Dunlap, but I'm sure he's going to have a lot to say as well about Elijah Lee, who's been taking first-string snaps on defense for Kansas City. Okay. former Kansas State Wildcat. All right, we'll take our final timeout. When we come back, we'll do a little Ask Us Anything, hosted by Travion Next. All right, Travion's Ask Us Anything takes us to the bottom of the hour. Go ahead. Um, What is your go-to movie theater snack? Popcorn. I'm a big popcorn guy. It's a ask given. My, ask my yeah. friend Rockin' Rod. Big popcorn guy here. <laughs> no, that's a given. Popcorn. You Gotta guys do don't it. have a, a candy like you a like candy? to get? Um, I haven't figured out the people that put goobers in their popcorn my mom does that with raisinets or skittles or m&ms or because it melts into the popcorn that's a sin yeah now for what you can actually get i i've never been one to and i'm not like you know i might try it someday in my life but i haven't yet sneak snacks into the uh, movie theater i've never done that but for the snacks you can buy at the theater i might go uh sour patch kids 
Okay. I'd go traditional milk duds. Okay. I'm not a milk duds guy. I go peanut M&M's. Those are good. I miss the. Do they still have the pretzel M&M's? I believe so. Mm-hmm. Yes. Those yep. are money. Yeah. Have you tried the new like sugar cookie M&M's? Never they heard of them. Super good. Nope. Have not. Did the uh, cookie crunch ones recently though? Mm. What Which is? Aren't, aren't all that different from what the crunch? Right. The, yeah. It's yeah. More of change of name than anything. I, right. I've seen you once in a while eat candy in the uh, office, but not too often. Like, what is your candy? It depends. I've gotten too dang hooked on the uh, Coca-Cola flavored Tic Tacs of late. What? They make Coca-Cola flavored Tic Tacs? Yes, they do. <laughs> well, it's supposed to be a limited run, so I'm curious as to when that ends. Huh. I only have to try that. That's interesting. No, thank you. I'm fine. <laughs> What's next, Travion? Um, Squeeze what are one the, more. What are the most used apps on your phone? Isn't there an <laughs> app on your phone that tells you the app you use the most? Yeah, like um, what you spend your most time on. What do you think? Probably Twitter for you guys. That would be it, yeah, by yeah, far Twitter, and away. Twitter would be number one. Uh, like Snapchat, I don't use it very much anymore. Discord for a server that I'm in uh, with friends. Mm. But... For the most part, yeah, it's Twitter predominantly. As you guys know, I'm a big video game guy. I play a couple of games, including Wudoku. Lindsay and I are in this competition to get the highest score, and I smother her score by like a thousand, and that is difficult. That is a <laughs> difficult game to get to like three thousand score, and I got there, and she's been spending weeks trying to beat me. It's impossible. Someone has put together what essentially is a version of Tecmo Bowl, if you will, uh, that is on Android called Retro Bowl. Oh. And there are folks that play this in a le- in leagues and do all kinds of different things, but it it runs it essentially is the 8-bit graphical style, but it's fun. It's Retro Bowl right. football. Love I, it. I have the Whataburger app on my phone, <laughs> of course. And I haven't been able to use it yet because I haven't been I haven't been to a Whataburger in a, a while like down south or anything, but just over in Kansas City. I haven't made it there yet. Maybe this weekend after the Garth Brooks concert. Garth? Maybe, George Strait. Or George Strait. Maybe it won't be too bad. Maybe, maybe there's hope. no line. All right, we got to balance Royals baseball next. Go Cats.